Welcome to the podcast of Revival Life Church, a spirit-filled multicultural church in Boca Raton, Florida. If you would like more information about Revival Life Church or Pastor Carl Thomas, you can find us on the web at revivallife.church. Bless somebody in the name of the Lord. Just declare blessings upon them. You can find your seat, but, uh, you know, save the kissings for, you know, family members, if you would. It's just a little awkward. This isn't Christian Tinder, so to speak. Just doing what we do here. Hey, welcome. It's a little chilly out today. Like, winter came on the weekend this year, which is nice. How many know that like God, God is never caught off guard. Do you know that? Like he fully, fully knows. And so uh, this week uh, we're kind of planning out the preaching schedule for this uh, spiritual uh, freedom uh, message series. And I knew I had wanted Brent to come and preach because uh, Brent has been trained. He's a son of the house. We love him. Uh, and uh, I had a, a meeting in Orlando on Tuesday and had a meeting on Thursday and Friday, excuse me, Friday and Saturday in Lakeland. And I said, well, this is a great week to have somebody, you know, who can dedicate their week to the pulpit uh, to come in and preach. And uh, so we drove up, my wife and I drove up to Orlando on Tuesday. When we were almost to Orlando. We found out the person we were meeting with had gotten coronavirus and uh, had to cancel. And so here we were, unfortunately, out of town with the hotel room with no meetings. Didn't have to preach that Sunday. Somebody say the Lord knows. Right. And so we had uh, meetings on uh, Friday and Saturday in Lakeland. And so we said, we'll just stay an extra day in Orlando, spend three days in Orlando just doing absolutely nothing. And if you got kids, you know how beautiful that sounds. Right. We're not doing anything like like you guys with the little ones. One day you're going to go out of town and you're not going to do anything. So when you go, yeah, well, yeah, I'm, I'm prophesying it over you. When you got little ones and you go on vacation, you're just at home somewhere else. You're doing all the stuff you did at home just somewhere else, right? Without all the stuff that you need to do it with, right? It's not, it's not actually a vacation for you, right? You, your kids will get older, and at some point, you will leave without telling them where you're going. It's coming. I'm telling you. It's coming, right? You're not going to pack a bag. You're just going to leave the house. And they may call and say, um, is there going to be dinner? And you're going to say, I don't know. You let me know, right? Like, that's where, that's where life is going. It's a beautiful place. It's a, yeah, it's, it's actually going to happen. It's a beautiful place. And um, so we were out of town, and uh, we, uh, well, we're going to go to Lakeland. We're like, well, might as well stay an extra day in Orlando. We'll go to Lakeland on Friday. And then my, La- my Lakeland meeting, uh, the people got COVID. And so we're like, what the? Well, we're not going to, you know, we're going to meet on Zoom. I'm like, well, I'm not going to sit in a hotel in Lakeland on Zoom. And so my kids are out of town. So we came home, watch this, by ourselves. It's like the joy of the Lord. So like there's this freedom in the house of God, right? There was just this amazing freedom. And I love my kids. I love when they travel. I love when they're home. I also love when they travel. And so both my, my kids are out uh, traveling. They're, you know, they're adults are in college. But, uh, uh, and so the Lord, and here's why I bring this up. The, the Lord is the Lord of the Sabbath. And I just feel like I need to prophesy over some of you that the Lord is the Lord of the Sabbath. And so when we got to Lakeland, uh, excuse me, we got to Orlando, uh, my wife and I were like, well, this is weird. What do we do? And then we remembered, remember when Prophet Mario was here, uh, one of the words he prophesied over my wife was that, um, that there was going to be planned Sabbaths. 
Right? Was that the wording? Systematic Sabbath. And, uh, and the Lord decided to set up the first one. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? Why, why do we say, wow, if you're not from this church, you're like, well, why are you talking about? Well, because what can happen for me can happen for anybody. And so the Lord is over your life. The Lord is, is, is setting things up for you in times of rest and times of work. And for, 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 for Brent here, it's a time to work. And so um, in the name of Jesus, and I'm just going to sit there and take some notes and be refreshed in the presence of the Lord, sitting under the word of God. So if you would, uh, Brent's been a son of the house for a long time. He um, got his master's uh, in, in, in biblical studies and uh, he's going to bring the word of the Lord. He's continuing our message series out of Luke 12. So if you'll come on up, Brent, we're going to pray for him. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm excited about the word he's bringing. Stretch your hand if you would. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus that he's not coming with a word, but the word. We pray that his words would be spirit and life, that he wouldn't be up here preaching the gospel of Brent or the gospel of, of America or even this world, but he'll be preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ who is against every kingdom on the earth that he is not the Lord of. And Father, I pray today that people will be set free by his testimony in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, you've got to be setting this up. You've got to be getting ready. You've got to get your Bible open. You've got to get your notes out. See, while I'm praying and being spiritual, you're getting set up. I'm ready. I'm ready. That's what you're getting set up while I'm praying for you. So Father, that you would just go ahead and bless him. Give a hand for Brent, if you would, in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. How's everybody doing today? So, my name is Brent. Thank you for the intro, Pastor. I first want to thank Pastor and Pastora for giving me this privilege and this honor to come encourage the house today. So, thank you, guys. So, I would like to start by telling you a little bit about myself, for those that may not know. My wife and I live in East Fort Lauderdale, down by Las Olas, and we have a couple of vacation rentals in the neighborhood, and we're renting to this guy currently that he's Jewish. He's a rabbi. I did not know that. A couple days ago. So on Thursday night, I came up with my title of the message. It is the fear of God is the key to knowledge. So this, this rabbi calls me Friday morning and he says, I actually need a physical, a physical key to obey the Sabbath. So I'm like, all right, God's up to something. I have a physical key. I'm about to go to the vacation rental and give it to this this rabbi. So I'm like, this should be interesting. So make a long story short, I asked the, the rabbi, I'm about to preach on Sunday about the fear of God. What is your take on that? He begins to tell me that in Israel, it's been like hundreds of years that they believed the fear of God and the love of God are the wings of a bird, right? So they both are inseparable. They both work together to have the bird soar and balance as it flies. So he's telling me how they believe it's a white dove. At this time, he's telling me this. His three kids run out of the front of the house, and they say, look, Daddy, a white bird. I'm like, if it's, if it's a white dove, I'm going to freak out, right? So I look to the left, and it's a giant, like, white stork, right, or white crane. I don't know my, my birds too well. But, <laughs> but it, was, it was definitely God that gave me that picture of fear of God. So I was super, very thankful for that. So made me think how I was raised by my mom and dad. Both love and fear, they're inseparable. We need both of them, right? I grew up with a dad that was a firm believer in discipline and correction, but I knew it came from a place of love. I knew I needed that, that fear of my dad as much as I needed the love, the intimacy, the, the affection that he also gave me. So 
what is one of the, the worst things that we could hear our parents say, right? They say, I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed, right? That hits the heart harder than any, any discipline, any correction, right? So let's jump into Scripture and see what God says about fearing him. So as we were trekking with Pastor on Spiritual Victory last week, going through Luke 11, coming to Luke chapter 12, I came across Luke chapter 12, verse 4. And it reads, I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after that have no more that they can do. Luke 5, Luke chapter 5, um, it says, But I will warn you whom fear, fear the one who after is killed has authority to cast him into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. So I begin to think, what does this mean to, to fear God? We all know that the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. We all heard the fear of God is the beginning to knowledge. But a lot of people say it's to reverence God. It's to honor him above all, to hold him in highest esteem, his majesty, his all. But as I, I was like contemplating that, I'm like, that makes God feel really far off to me. We have to bring it home, bring it to a more intimate level. So in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, this is um, King Solomon saying, this is what the fear of God is. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So we have one picture of King Solomon they say is the wisest and richest man to ever walk the planet, right? And then you have this pictures of fools despising wisdom and instruction. And I was going through Luke, the cha Luke chapter 11, and what's in that? The Pharisees, right? The, the experts of the law. And Jesus actually calls them fools, right? Why? Because they didn't fear the Lord. They didn't believe that Jesus was the Son of God, right? That he ultimately wants to do heart surgery on them, that he does correct, he does direct, but it, it's from that loving place. So we know the part of Luke 11 where it says, you wash the outside of the cup, but the inside you're greedy and wicked, right? Jesus actually wants to cut their hearts and show them that they, they didn't get it completely wrong. They just missed the important part that actually Jesus created the cup, right? He also says in Luke 11, you tie, that's amazing. You actually give your, your mint, your dill, your herbs, right? But you miss the most important part. You miss the part that God actually created you in a way that, that does that, right? He says you missed the love of God and the justice of God. You missed the part that he actually created you, that he's the one that actually compels you to do the stuff. So again, we have this, this picture of King Solomon, the wisest and richest man that ever walked the planet. And then we have Jesus calling the Pharisees and the experts of the law fools because they did not recognize Jesus as the Son of God and they did not, they were not receptive and they did not fear the Lord, right? They believed that they were wiser than Jesus. They said, Jesus, come over here to our table. Their motive and their intent was to correct Jesus, to, to trap him in his words. They literally thought that they were, they were wiser than the creator of the universe, right? It's, it's comical if, if you think about it. So we have King Solomon, wisest, richest man that ever walked the earth. And then you have the picture of the experts of the law, the Pharisees, that they weren't receptive of Jesus' love, nor, his, nor did they fear him, right? 
So going back to God will give us the key to the to wisdom when we fear him, right? So when I went to Rabbi Mekashem's um, place, the vacation rental, I had the key in my hands, and as I asked him, what does the fear of the Lord mean to you? He actually gave me the knowledge. He actually gave me the picture of the bird, right? The bird goes up into the sky, drawing closer to God. That's us. Our parents raise us and grow up in the, the fear and admonition of the Lord. And then there's a place where they hand us off, probably around 18 years old. And then it's just us and us and God from there, right? So what does that mean for you? What does that mean for us? So King Solomon, you have this picture of he believed that all the knowledge that he had, all the wisdom that he had, came from fearing God and fearing God alone. So there was this flow in and through him, but he also put people in place that had godly wisdom. This is, the, this is the secret. This is the key to our life. We actually have elders in our life. We have people that are more mature in, in wisdom and knowledge and godly counsel, and it's that flow. Solomon understood that he was in the gap between the elders and the youth, the younger people. So ultimately, the knowledge and the wisdom flowed from God, but it came through the elders into Solomon to teach the youth. So the whole point of Proverbs is to teach, to gain wisdom, to gain knowledge, so that you can go out and teach the youth, right? We receive it. We get taught by Proverbs, which is written mostly by Solomon, to receive that wisdom and that knowledge and give it to the world around us. So I'm not just standing up here as myself. I'm standing up here as sitting under pastor's teaching for the last seven years, receiving his wisdom, receiving his knowledge that ultimately comes from God through him to me. I'm up here standing as, as Duke with that wisdom and that knowledge that I get from him. I'm up here standing with the wisdom and knowledge from Mike Rentler that also comes from God. So we have this commonality of fearing God, putting, putting him above all, and we all have the ability to receive that knowledge from God and that wisdom from God. So imagine a community in which we all gathered around that commonality of fearing the Lord, right? We get supernaturally downloaded into the knowledge and the wisdom from God, and he says, go. Go and give that knowledge and that wisdom to the world around you. So let's say it together. Let the wisdom flow. So here in Luke chapter 12, verse 4, Jesus is speaking to the disciples, and he says to you, I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, and after that, have no more that they can do. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So recap, we have the King Solomon, the wisest man that ever walked the face of the earth, the Pharisees that rejected the fear of the Lord and the wisdom and knowledge that came from Jesus. So we have a choice. Do we fear the Lord and receive that wisdom and knowledge and walk in that, giving to the world around us? Or do we despise it? Do we neglect the wisdom and knowledge from God? So let's go to Luke chapter 12, verse 3. 
This is Jesus again speaking to the disciples. He says, Accordingly, whatever you said in the dark will be heard in the light, and what you have whispered in the inner rooms will be proclaimed upon the housetops. So this is not just what Jesus is speaking to disciples, but this is also what the disciples are speaking amongst amongst themselves. Right. So as a church, as a house of God, we actually share godly wisdom and godly knowledge with each other. But the intention is to go and proclaim it from the rooftops. At some point, we have to leave here as a church and we have to go to the lost and dying world and share the good news that Jesus is the key. Jesus is the key that unlocks the godly wisdom. There's only one way, right? The keys to the kingdom. Only Jesus holds those keys. So we enter the kingdom and God begins to download the wisdom and the knowledge. And then we go like Solomon did. He taught the youth. He got the wisdom from the elders, ultimately from God. He taught the youth and people from all around the world came to hear King Solomon's wisdom. So again, imagine a community in which we receive God's wisdom and we shared it with the entire world around us. What would the world look like? What would it look like? It would look a lot of, like a lot of God-fearing people. So now would you please stand with me as we close in prayer. Jesus, I thank you that we are a house that, that all fear you. And we have access to the kingdom in which godly wisdom and godly knowledge just flows. Just equip us with that, that godly wisdom and that godly knowledge this week so we can share it with both the inner circle and the outside circle, the world. In Jesus' name. Let's welcome up Pastor Carl. Hallelujah. Come on, give it up for Brent if you would. Hallelujah. 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 You can be seated for a second here, then we're going to pray. So good. Here's what, so here's what, here's what, here's what Luke says in Luke chapter 12, and we're going to pray this over ourselves here. He says this, Luke chapter 12, in the context of beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. This, uh, this, this wisdom that Brent was speaking about has to come purely from God. In Luke chapter 11, as Brent talked about, he said, woe upon the Pharisees and Sadducees. And, and, and these were the people that, the, that the, the, the Jews of the day had been tricked into believing if you were financially blessed, then you were blessed by God. That if things are going for you in the natural, then it must be God. Jesus came along and said, don't, 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 don't be manipulated by these people. If you let what's in their life in your life, you're going to be consumed like they were consumed. Then he goes on, as Brent eloquently taught us about what you say in the dark will be spoken into the light. That he wants to break the spirit of manipulation and, and hypocrisy in your lives. In Matthew chapter 7, it's so funny, I studied in depth yesterday in Matthew chapter 7, where Jesus said to beware of false prophets who come like sheep, or come like sheep, but they're wolves in sheep's clothing. 
and he says, you'll know them by their fruit. We like to say that you'll know a believer by their fruit, but Jesus was specifically talking about false prophets. He said, you will know false prophets by their fruit. And, and what is that fruit? Wolves eat sheep. That's what wolves do. Wolves eat sheep. Wolves manipulate sheep to go along with them when they're not walking with God. This, 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 this was the warning. And so Brent so eloquently uh, taught us this morning. The kids are having a good time. We got to, they're, they're having a good time. Some of them are getting free. What I'd like us to do right now is I'd like to, to put Brent's word into, into action right now. And I'd like to just, if we can have the musician come on up here and just play guitar here for a second. And we're just going to, uh, we're going to have a little minute of quiet contemplation. And we're going to ask the Lord. Lord, how can you move in my life in a way that you can position me to walk in wisdom? Does this make sense? I want to position myself in a way that voices that I may not necessarily like, like, like Solomon. Solomon didn't have to listen to anybody. He was a rich ruler. The Pharisees felt the same way. The only problem is you don't know if it's God speaking to you or the enemy. So you got to have the, uh, an ear to God. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? <clears throat> and so what I'd like us to do right now. I'd like us to pray for a moment. And I'd like us to kind of test these things that Brent just challenged us on. Is the fear of the Lord present in my life? <clears throat> let, 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 let me... Let me um, you know where your idols are by what makes you mad. You know your idols are by what gets you angry. And in the church today, for those I'm talking to, to the church, there's a lot of deconstruction happening that's a little more than slander. It's because of lack of the fear of the Lord. God shall not be mocked. Whatever you sow, you will reap. And I don't want to reap a bad harvest. How about you? I want good harvest in my life. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And I feel like the Lord has given us an opportunity this morning between what Duke, the word he had about, and I had about the Lord healing those who are abandoned, who don't know the love of God. Because when you don't know the love of God, you'll think that all correction is a beating. Where the Lord is just trying to keep you out of getting hit by traffic. Or you're like, oh, that, 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 that sheep looks so cuddly. And he's like, no, no, that's a wolf. Listen, pay attention to the correction of the Lord. God doesn't work through sin. God doesn't work through slander. God doesn't work through gossip. God doesn't work through sin. And therefore, we need to go where there is peace and not confusion. And we need to stick with the wisdom of God, the fear of the Lord. And the fear of the Lord will keep you, right, Brent? Brent's going to come up and pray in a second here, but the fear of the Lord will keep you in a way that your own manipulations never will. So right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just pray. We open our hearts to you. We open our hearts to you, Lord. And we ask... We ask, Lord, that you would come and you would speak. And we declare that you are Lord. And we declare that your word is true. 
And we pray right now in the name of Jesus. We decide all over again today that we're going to give our lives to you. And we're going to trust you. We're going to trust you. We're going to trust that your plans are good. And that you're worth following. Wow. And I just feel, I just feel by the spirit that there's some people in here you're having a hard time following because your heart has been injured. And I believe the Lord wants to heal some of that right now. To open you up for the love of God. See, the enemy comes masquerading as something else. And it'll make you think that he's God, but he's not. He's the enemy. And so you'll associate one with the other. That's why the bootleg products are such a problem on Amazon right now. You think you're getting the real deal, but you're getting a bootleg. You thought you bought something that's worth a couple hundred dollars, but it's, it's not. It's only worth $5 because it broke. But it makes the name brand look bad because you think the name brand is bad. That's what happens with God. There's, there's a bootleg God, and he's called the enemy. And he will fail you. And so people think that God failed him when really it was the bootleg. And God, by his love, wants to come and heal the bootleg right now. He wants to heal the bootleg anointing in your life, the bootleg wisdom, the pirated uh, knowledge. He wants to take some of the skin off of the wolf and reveal the real sheep. So, Father, in the name of the Lord, wow, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, just pray in the Holy Ghost if you have spiritual language. I believe the Lord is ministering in the room right now to hearts. Father, in the name of the Lord, wow, in the, wow, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we declare that you are a good, good Father, that you correct every child you love, and that it is your goal to usher us into peace and love, that you keep us in safety. Because you know all things. And Father, we just pray right now in the name of Jesus. I'll talk more about this next week, but I believe the Lord is going to help people find lost things. There's some lost things spiritually in your life that the Lord is going to restore as the fear of the Lord is restored in your life. I believe some people took off some of the coats that God had given them. They discarded it out of discouragement or frustration. And the Lord is like, no, no, no. The key to your breakthrough is to put that mantle back on. Does that make sense to anybody in the room? You put on that identity I gave you. And then you walk in the keys that I've given you. You're not walking in the keys I've given you because you're not wearing the mantle that I have given you. Because you forfeited it for something else. You don't have the keys to your breakthrough. And so right now, in the name of Jesus, I just pray, Father, that people would just, just, just make a determination in their heart that I will be a Christ follower. I will do what God has told me to do. I will follow him with obedience. I will, I will, I will, I will reject the devil and I will embrace God. I'll love righteousness and I will hate lawlessness. I will love God and hate the devil. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, stand with me if you would. We're going we're gonna to sing that, that last melody that we sang at the end of worship. And then if you need prayer at the end, we're going to invite you to the front here. Father, in the name of Jesus.
We thank you that we can trust you, God, in all things. That you are a loving Father. can trust him come on a beautiful father yeah. now we'll lean back in the loving arms of a beautiful father so beautiful and now we'll breathe deep and know that he is good his love's like no other, like no other. Now we'll lean back in the loving arms of a beautiful Father. So beautiful you are. Now we'll breathe deep and know that He is good. He's a love like no other, love like no other, like no other. Yes, Father, you have a love like no other. Go ahead and just pray the fear of the Lord over the people, that they will be preserved. Jesus, I think as you open me up to the reality of what it means to fear you, you do the same in the hearts of the people under my voice. Just pray that as you open us up to the reality in which we are supposed to have a healthy few of fearing you and your love for us, that you begin to unlock all of the mindsets towards the parents Shit, and the stuff up. that they did. Shut There's no, no such thing as a perfect parent. But as we yes. open ourselves up yes. to the reality in which we are supposed to fear you and love you, you give us a healthy view of the ways in which our parents parented us. I thank you that you're just unlocking that in hearts right now. They are giving us a clear perspective of the ways in which our parents loved us. And it yeah. causes us to ask the question, did it work? The yeah. way in which our parents loved us growing up, did it work? Are you happy with the end result of how you turned out today? Of the ways in which your parents loved you? Yeah. And Father, we know that you're the perfect Father. And I pray that the fear of the Lord be restored to your house. By the Holy Spirit of God, that we would walk through saying, is the Spirit here with me? Is the Spirit here with me in this conversation? Is the Spirit here with me as I worship? In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Give a clap off for the Lord if you would. Give somebody a hug near you. God bless you. We look forward to seeing you next week. Give it up for Christian, everybody.